The Wedding Cues live podcasts with Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones. Straight into it is podcast number four, coming live from King Street Townhouse in central Manchester. You keep count, counting the first podcast that we did as a pilot. Right, right. There's nothing on it. Okay, this is podcast 64 then. Three. Uh, live here from King Street Townhouse, uh, we're in the wine cellar, the only hotel in Manchester that has a rooftop infinity pool, its own cinema, and four amazing guests. What a beautiful place it is. It is, it's lovely. It's brand new, it's from Eclectic Hotels, you can get married here. It's not brand new, it's been open for well, a couple of years. a couple of years, you're going to contradict everything I say today, yeah? Just that. Well, I'm, I'm Do you like me green bit, jumper? Still a bit annoyed that um, Darren Proctor's mentioning your name before mine in the, in the intro. <laughs> because What's that all about? if he said Gavin Jones and Andy Murphy, it might have sounded a bit weird. Point taken. Wow. So here we are, Wedding Cues Live. We've got two very special guests. Hey, I'm excited about this one. Are you? Why are you excited? I think this is pretty much the big one for us. These two guys are very influential wedding suppliers. They're good friends of ours as well, which helps. I think we, I think we, we would have liked to have got, got them on the old version, the video version, but we just couldn't sync the diaries together. And you know, it was like busy boys, two sort of stars colliding. You know what I mean? Wow, some sort of. Supernova might have happened, but we've got them today in a watered down version podcast. So let's, let's do you want to introduce them? Or what? Well, I can or do you want to have a little general chat first about your week? And no, I don't mention where I was at the weekend just in case. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Where were you on Friday? Andy? I was at the monastery doing a charity event and um, it was just me DJing in an empty room. That was it. There was nobody there. There was nothing exciting to report on. No, you did a, you, yeah, I did a charity event at the monastery. Um, there was a brass band on. There was an, an auction with some amazing prizes and Terry Waite was doing a, a speech about his life. Oh, which was Which was that poor man uh, pretty much went through it for, for a good couple of years and uh, he came out the other side, uh, gave a nice inspirational speech and uh, it, it was... Uh, it was was, yeah, it, was it, it was well received? Very well received. Um, it was for the British Red Cross. So, yeah, it was oh. a nice evening. Beautiful okay. evening. Well, Where were you weekend, Bella Park? Uh, <laughs> no. Culture uh, Hall. I, had, uh, I was at Culture Hall on Friday night. I had a wedding Friday. Then I had a pub gig on Saturday, which was nuts. If you ever get a chance to go to the Georgian Dragon in Barrowford, get up there on a Saturday night when the bands are on, it's like Glastonbury. It's, really? Oh, it's ridiculous. We couldn't move. I actually couldn't move on stage because people were just on top of me. Um, and then I had another wedding on Sunday night as well, so a uh, very busy weekend. The, the clock going forward or backward killed me. Yeah, you sound a little hoarse as well. Yeah, it's um, it's that's just the way it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So we've got our guests. Should we bring them on? Should we just jump straight into it? Well, I'm looking forward to your intro because you put a bit well, of work in, haven't you? All I've done is I've gone on, on Google and... Uh, read a few things about these guys and um, just kind of done that really that's that's yeah there's nothing too amazing about it but I've got a bit of music for them as well yeah so anyway our first guest is a wedding singer with a difference a multi-award winning entertainer having recently been crowned the UK's best wedding entertainment he's also a mentor a successful writer having released his own book you are invited to the best wedding you have ever been to. Our guest travels the world as a wedding professional and is always well received. Uh, from the beginning of our wedding uh, to the end of our wedding day, he was incredible. Our guests couldn't compliment him enough on his vocals, enthusiasm, charisma, and charm. He brought laughter, fun, and tears to our very special day. He left our guests wanting more. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is a guest that needs no introduction then? Well, I struggled. <laughs> I struggled. I struggled reading his handwriting for months, yeah, but, uh, but please welcome. And Howard now knows he needs to update his website. Yeah, Mr. Howard. 
Mr. Howard Wing. Hello, Yay. Howard. Hello there, guys. How are you? Okay, mate. Uh, he's here. He's here. Howard is here. That was epic. Do you like that, Talk mate? About that, gaffer a second. Then, well, I've, I've tried to make a bit of an effort and uh, and give you the, the the intro you deserved. I loved it, mate. I loved it. We do have another guest as well. Um, no, I don't need to talk about that. <laughs> our second guest, we have the UK's finest and well-respected photographer, a multi-awarding photographer with a wealth of industry knowledge, a social media pioneer. He too is a mentor who provides leading workshops up and down the UK, educating and guiding fe fellow professionals within the photography world. Not only is he an impeccable wedding photographer, but a true delight to have around on your wedding day. I've received my photos today, and he has smashed all my expectations and more. I'm in love with our pictures. I really hated being in front of the camera, but he made us feel comfortable and captured a truly amazing natural shots. Please welcome Johnny Drake. Hey. Oh, thanks. Do you like the music? I really love do the music. Do you recognize the music? Of course I do. It's yeah. One Day More from Les Miserables. So it, this is Les Mis, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yes. For those who don't know that, uh, Johnny, Johnny's really into Les Mis, aren't you, mate? Big time. You're like a thespian. In, sort of a, wow. scarily. Yeah. So and he's singing today. Howard <laughs> Wing, Johnny Draper in the house. How, Pleasure. It, how have we managed to do this? It's a like lot, quite a coup, isn't it? A lot of homework, a lot of effort, but they're here. And they're money here. as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, Hi, yes. guys. When do we get the cash? <laughs> that's, that's the only reason I'm here. I ideally don't like to see Howard more than twice a year, so <laughs> this has taken one of those... Well, I was going to start with that, because you guys, as well as working together quite a lot, you, you're quite you're, you're buddies, aren't you? You're friends. Only for business purposes. Yeah, I was going to say, um, friends is a strong word. Okay. <laughs> Kidding, I love this man. He's my homeboy. Let's punch I'm, it over the table. Look at that. I've terrifyingly known Howard for like so long. So <laughs> long. Too long. Yeah, like forever. Well, I tell you what, I've got a quiz here. Oh. To find out exactly how you how well you know each other. Howard oh, looks really, really nervous. I love it. This is brilliant. This is amazing. Howard looks really nervous about this. Don't panic about Can it. Can I just point out that Johnny's got a geisha haircut today? Yeah, thanks. It's beautiful. You look well, mate. You look Thank really you, yeah, you, you've been working hard recently. It's Paisley Gamble. So we're gonna do a quiz, okay? I'm gonna ask you a question about Howard mm -hmm. and give you some multiple choice answers. Yep. Don't answer until you've heard all the answers, just okay. in case. Yeah. And then vice versa, okay? We're in. Does that Not work? Sure. Can't Let's wait. <laughs> How well do you know each other? Johnny, yep. Howard has a small fear of what? Is it A, hard hats or helmets? Is it B, belly button fluff? Is it C, baked beans? Or is it D, spiders? It's C. C, what was C? Baked, baked beans. beans. See, I don't, I don't, I don't believe them <laughs> beans away. Is that bad? Is that... For the you. listeners, he is holding a can of baked beans up. It right could now. only be worse if you'd got a block of cheese in your hand as well. It's <laughs> all right, Andy, because the beans are still in the can. <laughs> so how do you know he's bad. afraid of beans? I mean, has for, this been talked about? The fuss that he makes if right. we ever go for breakfast. Howard, have you ever seen um, uh, Tommy by The Who, where the guy is in a bath, bath of baked of beans? Is it anything to do with that? It's like a childhood thing I think we, should, we just film? change the subject? Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I've, I've got a question for you. Hives. I've got a question for you, Howard, about Johnny. And the same multiple choice, you just have to give me the, what, what you think is the perfect... Johnny looks worried now. Scared. I've done my homework. On Johnny's 18th birthday, he ended up in A&E because, A, he got a traffic cone stuck on his head and had to have it cut off. <laughs> B, he needed his stomach pumped. <laughs> C, he jumped into a shopping trolley and crashed it into a quick save and knocked himself out. Or D, he fell onto a table of beer glasses and needed a skin graft on his hand. There's a lot to think about there, isn't there? Sorry, Johnny, I've done me all with it, mate. 
Well, it was so long time ago when he was 18. 18, so yeah. Very good, good 40 years ago. I'm going to go with C. C, he jumped into a shopping trolley and crashed it into a quick set. No, it's the wrong answer. He actually fell on a table, didn't you? And yeah, uh, did, yeah. needed a skin graft on your yeah, hand. There it is. Well, let's have a look. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. You don't actually know Howard at all. Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't. I know him. He just doesn't listen <laughs> to, about me. Ever. Okay. Sorry, that's to put you on the on the uh, on the spot. That's good. It's hard to get a word in edgeways. Can we just yeah, fair, exactly. Can we just do a, like a game for an hour? I like the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have a, f a few game show buzzers and stuff like that we could use. But uh, Gavin, have you got any questions or how do you want to how do you want to run this with the boys? Well, seems as sort of Howard and I are in a similar business. I've got a few questions for Howard. One of the things that uh, struck me and what I really wanted to ask you about, and I know you did it a few years ago, but you, you've got to be one of the only sort of wedding suppliers who's written a book. Yes. Do you want to tell us about the book and why you decided to do that? And you know, I kind of did it really just to help brides and grooms planning the wedding from start to finish. Because when you enter this wedding world, you've not really got a clue what's going on. So the book just lays it out from the start to finish, how to time your day, when to have your speeches, just all loads of different sort of info. But I did it as well just to kind of boost myself with the industry to get a bit of kudos. He's written a book on it. And yeah, it took me about eight months to write. Uh, mainly at three in the morning when Lincoln woke me up in the early hours, couldn't get back to sleep, so I wrote it all on my phone. But yeah, that was it. Yeah, just to give it a bit, a bit, a bit of help, but kind of raise my status within the industry. And, and, yeah, and I completely respect that. That's that's probably what it's done. But I mean, do you um, is that something you give as part of your package to to brides and groups? Yes, if they book. If, if they book, no, I'm only joking. Cool. It's free to anybody. If anyone wants to book, oh, you can, okay. you can send me an email. I'll send them a, a free PDF copy. Anybody can have it. What's Apart from, I'll tell you what isn't free though. The very rare first edition of the physical printed signed book. You've not still not got signed. One. I've still got one. E where in the first edition, I am quoted on the back cover. I know what you're going to say, Johnny. I know spelled, what you're going to say. I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Give over. And then, H. And on the second, yeah, he put an H in. And on the in the second edition, he rectified it. So those very scarce, rare. But you've got editions. one of those weird names that can be spelled in different what, ways. Yeah. Like Sean or Siyun or Shaun. <laughs> or, or, or a Jehoni or a Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, it's a little bit... You've thought about that. I'd only you? known him for 10 years at that point. Or a Jeff <laughs> or a Geoff. You know what I mean? Geoff. <laughs> it was an easy mistake, Johnny. He's still reading yeah, about it now. Or Jeff. A. Aaron. It's not happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, yeah. But then that, that, makes, that makes it worth more. It's like exactly, printing yeah. the Queen's head the wrong way round. Exactly. You don't want to call you yeah. or whatever. Um, so that's I mean that's I think that's an incredible thing that you've actually done I, don't, I actually don't think I know anybody else who's written a book about you know who works <laughs> in the wedding industry either so like it's what an amazing like blown, it ha genuinely I'm not blowing smoke up your ass mate but I think it's like a really like proper it takes commitment. A, lot, a lot of nerve a lot of commitment a commitment yeah because you've got to study weddings and have a vast knowledge about weddings which you do because you're a wedding leader, aren't you, Howard? Yeah, I kind of broke it down. So, all right, I'm going to start here, write about that bit, start there, write about that bit, and just section by section. And how long did the book take, do you think? To... About eight months to do. Was that all? Oh, wow. Yeah, sent well, it, sent all, it over but... to an editor, and they made it all sound and get, got all the diction right, all the grammar, and awesome. not, not all the spelling, though. So what... what... Apart from Johnny's name. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, I, think, I think the book thing gives an inkling about your service. Um, but what is, what's Howard Wing all about with regards to weddings? Oh, that's the question. Yeah, I know it's a good It's minute. about putting a bit of fun in the day where you don't expect it. Breaking all them silences, giving people things to talk about, creating an atmosphere during the dinner time when usually people are just sat having dinner, there's not much going on. Uh, so I get in there, I do all the hosting for the day, do it a bit fun, a bit different, 
and just live in the room so people can feel a bit relaxed rather than it being quite a formal sort of affair, which weddings can be quite... Because you're not simple. just a singer, are you? It's not just about you singing songs. There's no. a lot more to it, isn't there? Yeah, the striptease is usually at the end <laughs> of... Um... No, I have been asked to do that, but no. Well, I, I can well imagine. <laughs> it ticks all the boxes. It's the hosting, it's the entertaining, it's the singing, it's the making that day flow really well and getting all the guests relaxed and enjoying themselves. I think so, the thing is that the, the people who book you buy into you don't they? Your yeah, personality, well, yeah. who you are. They yeah. do this with you as well, by the way, I think. But that's exactly what they do. I think it's the same with all of us, because people people love people, and you have to connect with that person, you know, without a doubt. And I'm unique, you're unique, we're all unique. There's only Howard Wing can do the Howard Wing thing. Mm. Um, but I love that connection with my couples, you know? So just speaking about, he, he sings at weddings and he also entertains, but I did a wedding recently where you actually performed the... the was it the ceremony? What do you call it, the ceremony? Because... You're not, it are you a like, celebrant? It was a, no, it was like a mock ceremony, right. which they asked me to do. And that was a beautiful thing because you were a complete part of that day from, from them getting married to saying, I do, right up until the last song of the night. And that was an absolute beautiful thing to see you work that day because you did work it and you worked damn hard that day as well. And that that was where, the, what, where was that? Tuscany, Tuscany, Tuscany. That was have the you Tuscany, been to, have wedding, you been to Tuscany? Andy? I've been to Tuscany, Tuscany have Dave, yeah, if he's should, listening. I don't think should. Andy's mentioned it on. Well, he Facebook. should probably yeah. have a look at my socials. It'd probably help you to raise your profile if you mention that. Yeah, you should promote off the back of that. Yeah. This was the wedding we did for John Barnes's son. Do you remember? Oh, uh, in Tuscany. John Barnes wasn't. Oh, I bet you didn't. Actually, manage, I bet you didn't manage to get him to do the rap, did you? H, I did. H, if I remember rightly, we did John Barnes's daughter's wedding about five years before. That's, that's, right. that's, that's why go. I got the gig in Tuscany yeah. off the back of that one. That's right. Um, How come Gav didn't get it off the back of that one? I'm not going <laughs> to. It's not really want to elaborate. <laughs> was Was that the first time you've performed as a celebrant at a wedding, or is that? No, Have you done so, it since? so I did it for um, a guy called Alex Begg. He was marrying Jodie Ann in Ibiza. And they went, obviously went out there, they checked all the people doing all the ceremonies, and they, they, they just didn't like them. And they came to me and said, oh, we, want, we want you to do it. Do you fancy doing it? I was like, no, of course, I've never done it before. They talked me into it, and I did it. And I did that wedding, it worked really well. So I came home, and then I met with um, John Barnes's son and his wife-to-be. <laughs> Jamie. Yep. Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Was you, was you nervous about doing that? Because it's a big responsibility to let's well, get this chap to marry us. Because I don't think everyone knew it was not a mock well, ceremony. So, so I came back from Ibiza and then I met with, with uh, Jordan. And he said, and I said, I've just come back from Ibiza. And I did the ceremony. He went, that's brilliant. Can you do ours? And I was like, damn it. I wish I'd not said it. Uh, and I did, and I committed, and I did it, and it, it was good, nerve-wracking. But, you know, same as anything, when, when you get on stage, you get the mic in your hand, it all goes. I think if you're not nervous, it, you know? if you're not nervous, there's, there's something wrong. I think you have to be nervous. Yeah. It, Were you it, nervous like you might forget their names, for example, or anything like that? <laughs> 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 Can't it bang on on the day. Right, we've got some more questions for you. Um, and we've got a question here which is aimed at the both of you, and I'm not going to ask this question, and Gavin's not going to ask this question. We've got somebody on the phone. <laughs> wow. Yeah, are you ready for this? Or ready yeah? for it. Here we go. Smash it. Hi, I'm Jeff Wood, and my question is to both of you. Uh, what is the biggest bollock you've ever dropped while on the job? Well, Jeff Wood <laughs> wants to know what's the biggest bollock you've dropped. I mean... Oh, there's countless. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I start, Andy? John, um, Johnny, you go first. I go mean, obviously, you guys are professional. You bring backup gear, so there's not going to be anything like that which is going to be a... a, no. a You'd hope not. No. Um, all right. I would say, and I've learned from this mistake, 
take note. Just all put that my out current, there, Johnny. Yeah. Current brides and grooms and future brides and grooms. Um, it's quite a few years ago. I accidentally ended up out the night before a wedding, and it turned into a bit more than just a couple of pints. Um, like next level smashed and yep. horrendous getting up for the wedding the next morning. Like didn't think I was going to make it that that bad. <laughs> and um, but it ended up being because there was that pressure that I'd put on myself, like for getting so close to basically ruining that day by not being able to do anything. It made me shoot the wedding better because I was so worried. A bit more red, yeah, a bit more wired, yeah. Yeah, 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 because I was just like terrified of screwing up. Mm. So it made me work harder. It made me shoot stuff I wouldn't normally have shot. Everything ended up being one of the best weddings I've ever shot. So a positive. I mean, it was horrendous. By positive from a negative, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and but... Uh, yeah, I don't go out before weddings. So, so, uh, but now you know that you're capable of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every single week now. No, absolutely not. Howard, have, have, you, have you got an answer to uh, Jeff Wood's question? Yes. Okay, should we move on then? <laughs> go on then. I think with being the hosting, it's, it's always in the mind I'm going to get the names wrong. Yeah. And I did it at a wedding two years ago. Uh, <laughs> and this, the, the new married name was Mr. and Mrs. Rob. And it was Ian and his partner. So, there, so it was... He was called Ian Rob, and I introduced him in the room uh-huh. as Ian and Rob. <laughs> Brilliant. But I bet that added to the day. <coughs> bet that added to the day. People were probably talking about that for the rest of the day. Going, yeah, here's Ian Rob, and that sort of thing. Bit of banter. And I said it, and I corrected myself on the second time I said it. Ian and Shelley. And everybody went, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, and so what about nice. you, Gav? Have you ever... I mean, it's... No, auto-professional. Auto-professional. I thought that. Whatever. I get that panic um, with the names how, all the oh, time. All the time. All the time. And you must get it as Sarah well. and Dave. Yeah. It's, and, <laughs> well, I've, I mean, years ago when, when um, I had Roger in the band, he used to deal with the, uh, the bride and groom. So he would, I would say to him, who's, what's the bride and groom's name? You used to let Roger deal with yeah. the bride and groom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, on one gig, told me, like, Fred and Ginger, and I've obviously Amazing. announced Fred and Ginger, and it's Sarah and Steve or whatever. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Amazing. And I, from that moment on, I took control of the names. Yeah. Excellent. Good All answers, right. good answers. Uh, got... Andy, what about you? Um, no move All right, okay. Yeah. The, the only one that I, I can recall is once I did a wedding for a kind of a, a friend of a friend, and... It was outside, and I got everybody involved for the first dance, and it, it went inch perfect. Everyone stood there. The bride and groom were in a different area. I brought them into um, the Star Wars theme. Everyone was going crazy. Got them in the middle of the floor, pressed play on my, on my um, playback thing, and it played the panpipe version of their first dance, <laughs> which just didn't go down very well. But because they were friends of mine, I kind of got away with it. God knows why I've got the panpipe version of any song. That's just bizarre. That's like I've, just, I've, just had a, I've just remembered, we, we did a wedding at Style Lodge, and the grandma, bless her, was so old. She was like Yoda. She was like little, <laughs> little grandma, like dead cute. So I'm walking out into the crowd, like doing my thing. Goes over to the grandma, put my arm round her, Sort of starts dancing with her. Everyone's going, "Ah, oh, isn't that dead cute?" She had a funny turn. They had to call an ambulance. Wow. Wow. I'm not joking. Seriously, yeah, I yeah, thought I happened. thought I killed her off. Bless her. The, um, Gav- the Gavin Jones touch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, won't, I, I don't do things like that anymore. Okay, we we've got another caller on the phone, um, but this one is just directed at Howard. Oh, okay, wait. so thank God. <laughs> so let's have a listen to this one. Hi, this is Paul Gard. This question is directed to Howie, uh, Mr. Wing. I know you'd always want to be headlining, but if you had to, who would you like to support on tour? Oh, great question yes, from Mr. Paul, Paul Gard. Legend. Paul Gard, he's a cool actor. Are, are, are you like a music fan? Do you, 
you know, do you listen to music all the time? Is it just something you do, or how does that work? I mean, I, yeah, I, I love music. music Gavin time. loves music. So yeah, what kind of music it, are you into? I'm into all sorts. Uh, okay. You want to see my Spotify list? It's mad. It's just a nice mix. I'm listening to loads at the minute. The Star is Born theme. Brilliant. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Soundtrack, sorry. I've, yeah. I, mate, I've hammered that so since good. I watched the film. I've totally hammered yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a something. Yeah. Oh, wow. So back to uh, Paul Gard's question. If you could and you would, who would you support in the, in the world? I'd, I'd take a stab in Michael Bublé. No, is that? Well, yeah, um, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. probably. Brilliant. Oh, H, you've just gone like that in my estimations. Cause I Harry love Connick's Michael Bublé. I've, I've met him. I've done a little oh, song yeah. with him in the past, and that was great experience. Great guy. Um, but Harry Connick Jr. for me, I just, I, he's okay. just, he's just a master. He's a master actor, master performer, great singer, in great the, tone. In, just... in the same two weeks, I went to watch Michael Bublé at the MEN to like ten thousand people, and a week later, I went to see Harry Connick Jr. to two thousand people in Birmingham, and I was like, this is the wrong way round. Wow, is totally the wrong way round. Wow, how, 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 that, Mike. How, how did those compare? Harry Connick Jr. was just immense. Played the piano. He was just oh, a total he's, he's, a, he's a bit more charismatic as well, isn't he? I he's, think he's so he's just so talented. I mean, he could he could, he could score out a big bang chart on every single instrument. Mm. He's a He's that talented. He's like a child prodigy, isn't he? H? Oh, he's amazing. So the I, answer, Mr. Paul Gard, is uh, Harry Connick. Harry Connick Jr. I, I loved him Thanks. in Iron Man. I thought he was brilliant. Yep. We've, we've got one more caller on the line, and this question is uh, directed at you, Johnny. If you're listening, he's not listening. Nobody got that. Right, let's see who's on the line this time. Hi, it's Stacey here from Love Lights the Way. Oh, I have a question for She's Johnny Draper. Oh. My question to you is, do you think that there is any merit in having an unplugged ceremony? And if you do, what's the best way to ask your guests to respect your wishes? Ah, good one. Comes up all the time. This is unplugged weddings because just so much goes on social media. Everybody's got an iPhone or a Samsung. You know, there's other phones available. And uh, people do just, from, they're taking pictures not for that moment. They're just taking a picture just for basically just so they can share it first and be the first person to share it. Mm. Yeah. Well, it like that. So there's, there's two schools of thought. There's the, the brides and grooms who are into their social media, who have a hashtag for their own, their own wedding and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I totally understand that because their approach can be, well, Actually, if we let everyone else take pictures, we get more pictures through the day of stuff that we just might never have seen otherwise. So I completely understand it. But equally, I totally understand why people don't want people shooting all the way through their ceremony and stuff because they're not actually paying attention to what's going on. And, nope. you know, in terms of from the selfish photographer point of view, you can really tell during a ceremony that everyone's tuned in. And critically as well, you actually. Uh, Key moments in the ceremony, the moment where there's, you know, first kiss, there's a, a laugh about something because the best man drops the ring or whatever. Everybody sees it, so everybody else reacts. So you actually get a truer picture of what is going on. Whereas the amount of people in a non unplugged ceremony, they've got phones or worst iPads. offenders are the iPads yeah. drop in front of their The faces. world's biggest iPads as well. They're not, they're not iPad, iPad minis. Also, key, key people, key guests as well, where mother of the bride is sat on the front row with a big pink iPad cover, you know, and you just mm. don't see it for the whole I was at a wedding the weekend, But there's John. nothing you can do by that point. So I get both things, and I think if people don't want to have photographs taken at certain parts in the day or shared on social media until a certain point, you do one of those nice big um, bits of artwork on an easel that says, we're having an unplugged ceremony, please don't do X, Y, Z, whatever their rules are. And you just get the various people through the day to reinforce that. So uh, people like the celebrant, the registrar, the vicar or the priest, 
to make that announcement just before so that people really understand. And that's it. You're not going to offend or upset anybody because it's coming through a person of authority at the wedding as well. Mm -hmm. It's not you as the bride and groom going, hey, put your phone down. Because, you know, people can be sensitive about stuff. So if you can get somebody else to do it, then everyone just goes, oh, right, okay, that's no problem. So it's not you giving the instruction yet? No, but for Wedding I did at the weekend, John, I've got to tell you, there was one of the guests who was watching the football during the dinner Give on, his, on his iPhone. Wow. Yeah, but that happens every There's week. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> that happens every week. That's so, that's fine. What's wrong yeah, with I that? Was gonna, what do you think to that? I mean, if it was one of your guests at your wedding, yeah, well, you, do you want them sat there watching football when this should be? Well, that's a moment you can record. Me and Murph was this, doing... Was this during the dinner or when the speech was happening? During the dinner. Mm, me yeah. and Murph have got a wedding in a couple of weeks. It's the it's the Manchester derby yep. that night, yep. midweek wedding. Mm-hmm. And the bride posted on Facebook or Instagram the other day that they've decided to show the game, like yes. it's like an eight o'clock kickoff or something. So that will probably fall around the sort of time that you would traditionally have your first dance or whatever. But they've got such a makeup of guests that are so keen to watch the game. Yeah, that yeah. it's become it's going to become part of the wedding, and that, that's fine. It's like if you show the Grand National or you know the Cup final during the wedding breakfast. If that's your decision, I mean, people watching it, you know, the on their phone or an iPad. Yeah, you could upset some brides, but I think most of the time they just sort of don't worry about mm. it. I was at the Duncan House last year when England were playing against, was it Sweden? I was with you, I think. I think you might have been. Yes, you were. I was, yeah. And it was right on the dinner when they were playing, and mm. the bride had told me to tell everybody that there's no football during the dinner. Nobody's allowed to the radio or the phone, but she said, I can have my phone there with the game on, and if anything happens, I've got to tell everybody. Wow. What was the result of that game? Can we remember? So we got 2-0. 2-0. But so it was brilliant. You had to watch it on behalf of everyone. <laughs> I did. <laughs> keep them posted. But when we scored a goal, I got to tell everybody and I played some music and everybody went, wow, like That's crazy. right. You, you played worked, the, um, the England really well. song, didn't you? The, I yeah, did. Brilliant. It was good. Nice work. Good answer. And um, thank you, Stacey, for, for calling good, in there. Good question, Stace. Um, on your intros, I did mention that everybody in the room, actually, I never thought of it this way, we're all award winners. Um, and not many people are fans of the awards. People complain about them and all this sort of thing. But I personally do believe in them. And I think they're great for business. Let's go to Howard first. I mean, you were voted the best wedding entertainment of the year. Um, 2017, was it? 14. Was it? That's how long ago wow, it was. give over. I should have done my homework there. I apologise for that. But uh, has that affected your business um, in any way, do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. It was. I mean, I did it. I think I won it two years prior. I won the regionals and then I won the national in the 2014. Then I went again for one year after mm-hmm. and then now I judge it. Yeah, um, brilliant. But it's been great for business. It's just, it's just, there's like an extra stamp of authority. Of course it is, it? yeah. The website and stuff. Yeah, and I loved it. The parties are awesome. The parties are great. And we, we as, as we always mention on, on, on Wedding Cues Live, the Northwest know how to party, don't we? Oh, yeah. And Gavin, you've recently been crowned the best wedding uh, band in the UK, in the Northwest, uh, at the Wedding Awards in uh, November. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was great. It's a lot of hard work goes into it. Um, you know, you're trying to get the votes in, and it's, it's not like you can just ask anyone to vote for you for the wedding industry. You're not awards. sending a link to people and saying, Uncle Fred... Drop us a vote drop here. Drop us a vote. Yeah. You, getting the brides and grooms, and people are busy. You know mm. what I mean? They, they have um, they have their own lives to, to worry about. So trying to get your votes in, and, and I did a special video sort of on the, on, on the back end, which no one saw just for the awards this year. So, um, Johnny, cool. you, you won awards as well. Does it affect yeah. the business? Is it something people should be involved in, do you think? Or? I, th- I think it affects the business in the um, off the back of 
what you do to help it affect your business, if that makes sense. So I think it's you've got to drive it then. You know, if you win something, you've got to tell everybody about it. And I think that's some, something that people can be apprehensive of doing because they don't want to feel like, they're, oh, I'm a big show-off because I've won something. Hate is going to hate. You know, at the end of the day, there'll be a load of people who go, yeah, awards, they don't mean anything. They're not worth the paper they're written on. I don't agree with the judging process, blah de blah But generally, they're the people who don't enter them. So they're always going to have a bit of a negative... True story, yeah. A bit of a negative, you know... Um, opinion and attitude towards them whereas if you've decided to enter you know it's a it's a great opportunity to to use it as marketing shout about stuff be proud of yourself as well i think you know we all work hard we all you know we're all running our own businesses i think that's something that people forget um that we're not working for somebody else it's everyone not who easy. works in weddings it's not is easy. doing it for themselves it's not easy on the, it's not uh, easy. is it it's johnny <laughs> you could have ignored that with really no, with no H yeah. but you know what it's difficult you work for yourself especially being a photographer there's a lot of work that people don't see that you do behind the scenes editing and your social media and your well, websites and your emails yeah. that's just... what the boys said the other week yeah. you know the biggest change is you, you dream of being a photographer full time you think that's what you do but you actually don't it's like a very small part of it mm. really yeah mm-hmm. um, the, we were chatting off air before and um we were obviously talking about unplugged weddings and that's something that people need to consider before they actually get married. But the other thing that you were talking about, H, was kids at weddings. And I wondered what, you know, from our point of view, you're a photographer, Johnny, so that's a different point of view to me and you, Howard and Andy. Um, So, you know, what's your thoughts on kids at weddings, boys? Johnny, from a photographer point of view first. So, again, I totally get different approaches and uh, I think the thing I say to all of my brides and grooms all the time is it's your wedding there's no right or wrong you should do your wedding the way you want to do it and you know if you do it make decisions and go about them in the right way hopefully most of the time people won't fall out with you from the photography point of view kids at weddings can give you great opportunities great moments like stuff that wouldn't happen without kids being there equally you can get a load of stuff of their parents having a brilliant time during a drinks reception if they haven't got their kids there to look after because they're letting their hair down. Um, So it swings and roundabouts, really. You know, you you don't necessarily, from a photography point of view, get more or less depending on whether there's kids there or not. So I just always think, look, it's your wedding day. Do what you want. And if you have got that one family member or mate who's going to get the hump because there's no kids allowed, well... That's unlucky, isn't it? You're not going to yeah. please everybody, are you, John? No, you it's, can't it's please everybody. Big, it's the big controversial debate when it comes to kids at weddings. I think most should... most couples, though, if it's a no kids, go brilliant. Already booked the grandparents <laughs> in. Can't they can wait. And enjoy booked it. the hotel. They can't, you know, most yeah. people are of that. And it's a little attitude. bit of extra time for them to, as a couple, without the children, to just relax and enjoy it. Mm. Um, what about your side of things, though, Harry? Like think, when you're doing your thing. Well, if I've got kids at every single table and the parents are with them, they don't relax and enjoy it. So it's hard to work that sort of crowd because they're being parents, they're not being party people. Mm. I think a handful is okay. I mean, if you've got a wedding, you've got 35, 40, 50 kids in the room, it's just like, it's mayhem. It's like a big kindergarten. And kids are running all over the place, throwing planes everywhere. Pulling wires. Pushing my buttons. (laughs) You know it, you've been there. Um, But a handful is nice. If I get a little kid singing a song with me, God, it brings the house down, you know, Mm. Ten times more applause than I ever get. Mm. Nine times out of ten, I think kids at weddings are okay as long as they behave themselves and they're controlled by parents. You know, I, I've had it in the past where kids just come up and they're, they're putting their fingers in live plugs or they're, they're pulling it wires on the back of your speakers. And it, it's not dangerous, dangerous, but if they pull hard enough, something could happen. And the parents are, are just, you know, miles away at the bar and... Yeah. 
I think I think I mean uh, this might sound harsh, but and you, you have your have your wedding don't however hold, you want. Don't hold back, Gav. Oh, you're right. It's your <laughs> but, wedding. But people should have done it. If, if, if you want kids at your wedding, I think there has to be a curfew. Because what you want is and that and that's the best of both worlds then. So the kids can be there in the day, which is absolutely fine. No, no. And then when Gav comes on. When Gav comes on, they're when, gone. When the band turn up later. <laughs> no, but it, again, you, you get that thing where like there's a group of parents just stood just watching the kids and they're not, you know, the kids are dancing and they're all taking pictures of the kids, but they're really just they're just being parents. Yeah. They're being mm. they're being babysitters. Really. As an alternative to this, I did a wedding a few years ago and I told the couple when they booked me about the kids, we approached the kids situation. They said, Oh, we've got to have kids. I said, Look, if long as long as you've not got twenty five kids, you know, it's all right. She went, Howard, we've got twenty five kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, As long as you've not got twenty fifteen yeah. un under the age of six, you'd be all right. Got 15 under the age of six. And everything I was saying is that like, Howard just stopped talking. <laughs> and, they, and they actually thought about it for the next year. And then they went, their wedding came around. And what they'd done, they'd booked a team of people to take the kids away at the end of the starter, entertain them for the next four or five hours just before I came on. What a brilliant idea. And you could great see idea. all the parents yeah. just go, Oh, thank God, yeah. And it was a great gig and it worked great. Like a kid's entertainer or something. It just yeah, took in a, a yeah. separate room, there was brilliant. stuff going on. It was, it was That's a fantastic idea, good. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Good I like compromise. That. Cool. Well, we, we spoke about um, everything, really. We've had a good chat here, but there's something I wanted to bring up, which sometimes always gets mentioned when, when planning a wedding. It's budgets. Mm. Mm. Now, <clears throat> I'm the type of person, if I go to a restaurant and I look at the menu, I look at the, the food I want to eat, and some people look at the prices. Yep. And I don't get that. Go to a restaurant, what do you want to eat? Well, I fancy some steak today, or I'm going to have macaroni and cheese because it's two quid. So I've got a typical example of that here. I'm going to play some music for you, which is something you'll recognise. This is traditionally used when a bride is leaving a church, and it's the um, Mandelson, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Wedding March. Da, da, da. Let's get an organist to play this. Let's it's get beautiful. a string quartet in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you could cut corners and get Uncle Fred. <laughs> True story, have a listen. <laughs> it gets funnier every time you're hearing that. It's so good. Have you, uh, yeah, have, you so good. have you got Uncle Fred's number? I need for Banjo. That clip uh, comes courtesy Mate, YouTube. Get Uncle you can, Fred every time. I suggest you YouTube that uh, trumpet fail wedding. Um, and some people just do that. They, they, they think too much about money and cut corners, and then sometimes it doesn't always work out, does it? No. Look, from my point of view, budgets. Singer first. <laughs> to, to sound Always. To, at risk of sounding a bit like Gavin Jones. I'm going to be straight to the point here. Budgets, right? Everyone's got one. It's not a problem. Nobody around this table or anywhere else in the wedding industry is going to be upset with somebody who gets in touch with you and then you're out of their budget. You know, I, nobody's going to laugh at you. Everyone should, in my opinion stick to a budget so mm. they're not paying their wedding off for the next 15 yeah. years. You know, I think it's really important that, yeah. that budgets are in place. But don't waste your own time, you know, by going and seeing a load of people who are outside, who you know are outside of your budget just to see 
and then still not book them and sort of don't waste it's their much, time it's, either. It, <laughs> it's too much know, of a tease. You know, it's too much of a tease for the couple just, because, it, oh, we could have this, yeah, but no, we can't. We can't. We can't yeah. afford it. It's fine. It's mm. not a problem. And there's loads of good people out there across the industry, across all the different you know fields in the industry at all kind of price points. So do your research yeah. and be honest with yourselves about what you're prepared to pay for things. And you know, you'll get stuff done so much quicker. It'll be less of a ball ache. And the way you want it doing as and, well, I suppose. Yeah. And they'll enjoy the planning process because they're not beating themselves up about stuff. See, I have a little problem with like other suppliers saying, oh, they've undercut us. Well, they haven't undercut you. That wasn't your booking because they couldn't afford you. They yeah, haven't exactly. undercut yeah, you yeah. Yeah, yeah. at all. And if you're saying that, then you probably haven't got enough bookings anyway, so maybe you should reevaluate your price. It's so priorities as well, I think. You've got to put your budget what, for things that mean the most to you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for our wedding, you know, we didn't spend a fortune on flowers, but we had a great singer that we knew we paid for him. Good we point, had the yeah. certain things that we really wanted, Big things that Trev. didn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Big we did. Big There's a lot of people who kind of keep up with the Joneses. You know, their friend last year got married in this castle somewhere and they had this and they had that so they think they've got to do the same well you don't really I mean just have the wedding you want and the, 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 the suppliers you want I Absolutely. think keeping up with the, with the Gavin Jones is like you know Tenerife Eleven Reef Eleven Reef is something which couples should just, just have it the way you want to have it rather I think ours was spot on just pick the things that are important to you spend yeah. the money on that and then if there's other stuff that you, you know that you know, perhaps that you still want but you can, you can do it in a different way try and yeah. do it I've done more. weddings that have been six figures plus I've had a great wedding party. It's been brilliant. I've done weddings that have been 15 grand and they've been amazing. Mm. The same outcome. It's a bit of booze, good music, great guests. Guests is a big one. Food, yeah, great yeah. guests. And mm. you can have a great time wherever you are. Yeah. So. It's a true story, man. Good mm. point. Um, on a personal note, I've always wanted to ask you, Johnny, mm. if you didn't make it as a photographer, do you actually think, were you interested or would it not have ever happened? Would you have gone down a kind of West End theatre career? Seriously, would you have done or? I'd have loved to. Would you? Would you have pursued it? I was it? too scared back in the day. Right, okay. Did you do yeah. any of that? Now's your chance, Johnny. Too, I'm too old. <laughs> I'm too old. Did you there's, do still some, there's still so, some so. potential roles out there. Oh, no. I do not live until today. <laughs> See, he's got the voice. He's, <laughs> he's got the got voice. It. Let's put some reverb on. More Go reverb. On, it doesn't take him longer than one second to kick straight well, in. Like, he's so scared, wasn't he? He's like, oh, no thanks. No, seriously. Seriously. Like, when I was at school... Um, so this, school, this, this isn't a new thing this is something you've always had yeah 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 but when I was at school our school did um, a production every year like of a West End show and we did a music exchange with this school in Germany and they, they were like the technical school like their, their um, stage and auditorium that they had there was amazing and like all the lighting and AV stuff so they generally looked after all the, the design the production of it and our school did the music, so we had like amazing musicians, full orchestra and all that, and the singing actory types. But I, I bottled it. I did one, and I went um, and when we did Oliver, which I loved. It was great. But I only had sort of uh, whose phone is that? It's so unprofessional. <laughs> and um, yeah, but I went in, in a sort of a. I played four different characters, I think, in our production of Oliver, but not any sort of lead roles. And I was like. 16 or 17 and then I got too scared of that not being cool enough not that I've ever been cool and got you know attracted to going to the pub and things like that and when I finished sixth form I went to um, I did a music course in Manchester really? yeah contemporary and popular music studies oh and uh, big up Stevie Williams he was one of my tutors you'll know oh, him oh yeah, yeah 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 and um, 
Yeah, and again, I sort of just half-arsed at that, and I realised that oh, it's just going to be like really hard work, isn't it? So um, <laughs> didn't really uh, chase the dream and fell into a job that I ended up loving, mm. met my uh, beautiful wife at, the, at that job. And Why were you pointing at Howard then when you said beautiful uh, wife? I was pointing <laughs> past Howard into... Into the distance. My, um, into the of, distance. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then we ended up falling into weddings. So okay. it kind of all changed. But then like the whole wedding thing, because you see a lot of great entertainment as well as Howard at weddings. I have got it, but it's probably way too late for the... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah there it is. And, um, yeah, so you kind of like go, oh, wouldn't it be great to have had a, you know, a proper go Johnny always so. nicks the mic from me when we're... No, I does don't. It? No, always. No, we always do a true. song. Is we always big, do no, a we song. Don't. We do. We, don't, we haven't done it for years. King of the Swingers. Haven't done that for years. What's the other one we do? Ice Ice Baby, man. Ice Ice Baby. Do you want to do a duet now? No. Thank you. Howard only sings when he's being paid. And he's, we've not seen... You got that any. right. Turn it off, Andy. 20 seconds. I can't play any more than that anyway. <laughs> Copyright. BRS. BRS. Listen, you I'm, are a good singer, though, Johnny. got to be oh, fair. You are, you are a good okay. singer. I, I personally think we've, we've covered everything we need to cover. And you guys have been an absolute joy to have on Wedding Cues. I really mean that. It's been uh, an exceptional conversation. And we've, we've, we've covered a lot of bases. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I've still got some reverb going on, though. <laughs> well, I turned that off. <laughs> with Andy Murphy and Gavin Jones. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. You can uh, hit subscribe. You can share this. You can do all those beautiful things. Find us on Spotify. I don't know why I'm saying that because it's on the podcast. So if you listen to this, you don't need to do that anyway. I'm going to cut that out at the end. Actually, um, I was looking at the stats the other day and Go on. we're getting quite a lot of listens from CastBox, which I'd never even heard of. What's that? It's like another app. Interesting. I meant to say that to you before we started recording, but... Oh, has this gone out or are we cutting this bit out? No, no, we're, we're keeping this bit Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just general check, John. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm just waiting for you to gyrate as well. Oh, don't ever do that. <laughs> I've lost my bottle. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Later. you. Bye. <laughs>